courage to share your passion for being Santa Claus and why the spirit of Christmas can mean so much to those who need it most. Your friend, Steph. Introduction So does the world really need a fifth Mick Foley memoir? Well, based on the sales figures for my fourth memoir, the answer would seem to be a resounding no. Perhaps there was a reason Winston Churchill stopped at three. But this is no ordinary memoir. It's a Christmas memoir. In other words, I'm taking the people most likely to care about any more of my autobiographical experiences and chasing them away. Wrestling fans have long known of my fascination with Christmas and my seeming obsession with a certain jolly old elf, but that knowledge has seemingly not resulted in any type of measurable enthusiasm. Even my most ardent fans seem to accept my year-round passion for Christmas, and especially my Santa thing, with bemusement, maybe even mild amusement, but certainly not with the type of excitement that would bode well for a deeper study into the origins of my yuletide yearnings, my psychological pondering as to their existence, and the evolution of my existence as a red suit ambassador. Why exactly would someone who was once four for four on the bestseller ball field, including two number one New York Times bestsellers, the Grand Slam home run of publishing a plum, put himself in a position to extend his subsequent bestseller slump to one for the next seven, especially with an entry as unlikely as this one. Players break slumps by looking for quality pitches to hit, like a fastball right down the pipe. But St. Mick is essentially a slider low and away. The chances of making quality contact are really low, and the chances of looking foolish in the process are remarkably high. So why even step up to the plate again under such dire sales circumstances? Well, quite simply, at the risk of sounding all artsy, this is a book that felt like it had to be written. Night after night, I could feel it calling out to me, Write me, Mick. Write me. Write me even if no one will read me. Write me for your children so that you might document the amazing journey you shared with them. Write me for yourself so that you might get some sleep instead of laying awake night after night, jotting down note after note, beating yourself up, wondering about the wisdom of writing a book with no discernible audience in mind. But most of all, write me for the best reason possible so that years from now you won't have to look in the mirror and stare day after day at the man you knew full well should have written me. Overly dramatic? Maybe a little, but not much. I'm convinced that the stories I share and the lessons learned from my experiences in St. Mick are at least as important as anything I've written about in the past, and that the motivation for sharing them was at least as pure, if not more so, than any of my previous autobiographical offerings. Have a Nice Day was a blessing and a game changer and an absolute joy to write. It was a book that opened doors and changed my life. It made me feel like anything was possible. But the motivation behind writing it was my desperate attempt to dig myself out of the deep hole of mediocrity that the ghostwriter originally assigned to the project had placed me in. 2001's Foley is Good seemed like a really cool way to keep that bestseller ball rolling, which it indeed turned out to be. 2007's The Hardcore Diaries and 2010's Countdown to Lockdown were both short-term story arcs detailing works in progress in the wrestling world, and as such were both rolls of the dice from a creative standpoint. But St. Mick is the only one I felt calling out to me. Answering that call was one of the best decisions I ever made. Heading into the fall of 2016, I realized I had the potential to tell a good story, but I also realized that I was at a personal crossroads, and if the story was going to be told, the telling had best begin soon. 
If I waited to see which direction those crossroads took me, I might lose the opportunity to detail a unique five-year journey where joy, redemption, and the hope for a better tomorrow are realized in the most unlikely of places. In the honor and tradition of Santa's red suit, in the surprising words of Grammy Award-winning singer Nora Jones, and in seeing the magic of Christmas reflected in the eyes of a child. While it was no secret to wrestling fans that I was a year-round Christmas enthusiast, few knew of the emotional significance of my Santa experiences or how the opportunity to portray this beloved cultural icon had been a lifeline of sorts, shining a much-needed light into one of the darkest periods of my life. A few words of warning to those about to embark on this journey with me, it's not all jolly. Some of the terrain is a little treacherous, but I'm going to ask you to trust me as your tour guide of sorts that you are going to end up in a happy location, even if the ride itself might be a little bumpy at times. But hey, don't many timeless Christmas classics go through similarly dark spells to get to the good...